0: How pristine are these poems. I'm going to read poem 84, which is a Persian poem. Darshan Singh says, How pristine are these drops raining down from springtide clouds. How enchanting the blossoms floating down from lofty boughs. Of what use to me are the goblet and carafe when bubbling wine is pouring forth from my beloved's eyes? Such a marvelous garden is now blooming in my breast. A thousand crimson tulips spread across my wounded heart. Hmm. Be not a slave to the lures of greed and lust, welling passions overwhelm the unripe with each breath take your cup and come to the tavern o darshan behold wine is raining down from the springtide clouds hmm. that's from says that it's from talashi nur one forty eight poem one forty eight How pristine are these drops raining down from springtide clouds. How enchanting the blossoms floating down from lofty boughs. Of what use to me are the gar- goblet and carafe when bubbling wine is pouring forth from my beloved's eyes. Such a marvelous garden is now blooming in my breast. A thousand crimson tulips spread across my wounded heart. Be not a slave to the lures of greed and lust. Uh-huh. Welling passions overwhelm the unripe with each breath. Uh-huh. Take your cup and come to the tavern, O Darshan. Behold, wine is raining down from the springtide clouds. Uh-huh. In text hmm. kwa ta ke I Che Quat Ha K Seab E Bahar Mirazad Che Conche Ha Cesari Shaksar Mirazad Marabijamo Jama Sarai Saki Okay but I <laughs> you don't like it huh? kind of you, <laughs> that's the Persian <laughs> oh, you should about it. <laughs> How am I going to learn it? <laughs> Not going to learn it. <laughs> You know I already know it. <laughs> yeah, I already intuitively know it. I already know Persian. <laughs> so I don't have to learn it because I already know it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Should I read another poem? Or? Mm-hmm. There's no commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Read another one. That's like the end of the Persian poem. So... I'd hate to mix it. I should do a separate reading of the sonnets, I guess. Uh-huh. They still have sonnets. And I wonder what the structure of the sonnets is. Hmm. hmm. It could be a short reading. Hmm. How pristine are these drops raining down from spring-tide clouds. How enchanting the blossoms floating down from lofty boughs. Of what use to me are the goblet and carafe when bubbling wine is pouring forth from my beloved's eyes. Such a marvelous garden is now blooming in my breast a thousand crimson tulips spread across my wounded heart. Be not a slave to the lures of greed and lust. Wowing passions overwhelm the unripe with each breath. Take your cup and come to the tavern of Darshan. Behold, wine is raining down from the springtide clouds. Hmm. Is that it? That's the last Persian poem, 84 of Love's Last Madness. So, hmm. What else can you say? You know? hmm. mm-hmm. can read, it again. read it again. We have things about the ghazal, we have the lyric voice of Darshan's poetry. What is that? Hmm. The lyric voice. In the gospel, poets are generally heard speaking in the first person, projecting their personal experience of love, their own pangs and longings. Uh-huh. The jealousy suffered at the hands of a rival and the calculated cruelty of the beloved. This is the archetypal form of the ghazal. Reading about the ghazal, which has been preserved right up to modern times, even personalized experiences take on the form of the stereotype because the themes explored are uniformly the same. The nature of love and the effects it has are almost indistinguishable from one poet to the next. The better poets are able to find a more refined expression and seek a profounder meaning. Even if a person studies the poet's life very closely, it is difficult to discern which expressions of love have actually arisen from some true incident. Many of the classical Urdu poets wrote so copiously, very often to meet the demands of a musha era, or to please their patrons, that it defies reason to believe that their works are replete with biographical details. In contrast to modern Urdu poets who have taken part in a political struggle, struggle or embraced an ideology have deviated from the traditional practice and given very fine utterance to those their personal beliefs and ideals. For example, the poetry of Iqbal or Faiz is philosophical and idealistic in content, though it does not reject vivid expression of the poet's love for another human being. Nevertheless, Urdu scholar... Francis Pritchett. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Warren said, It is always hazardous to take a work of art simply because it is written in the first person as an accurate account of its author's life. The narrator may be an invented persona or the author may have reshaped the events of his own life for any of a number of artistic or other reasons. When it comes to Darshan's mystical poetry, however, the poet makes it very clear that it is not based on flights of imagination as it may have been with other Urdu poets who expressed mystical ideas that had been made fashionable by the writings of well known Sufis. As he states in his discourse, Love at Every Step, mysticism deals with reality. It's not the child of imagination. My poetry springs from my personal experiences. Behind, everywhere, there is some incident, some event which made a deep impression on me. In his autobiography expands on the theme of his poetic inspiration. My poetry is not born out of imagination. Each verse has to do with meaningful incidents in my life. It is a personal experience. I I have lived every verse I have written. Actually, I cannot say my poetry has been written. It is not a matter of writing. It's a matter of intuition. It is a matter of revelation. It comes of its own accord. Santarshan provides further insight into the reservoir of his poetic inspiration in his essay, My Concept of Poetry. Yeah, that's a good book, actually. Or the chapter, right? As concept of Poetry. The poet's spirit is quickened by his environment and by his experiences. His heart is the repository of life's joys and sorrows, its successes and failures. When the creative moment arrives, external influences and personal experiences are woven together inextricably, and his verse comes forth as revelation. His poetry then conveys to us a crystallization of what is most intense and heartfelt in his life. My own poetry is an unfettered expression of such moments of inspiration. In fact, I compose only when I am in a state of poetic exultation. I do not believe in sitting down to write poetry, though an act of will through an act of will. Because Darshan is unequivocal that his verses are revelations based on real events and personal experiences in his life. We have chosen in conformity with his own practice while commenting on his own verses to identify his poetry's lyrical voice with the voice of the poet. Mm -hmm. That's from the introduction. Hmm. The last Persian poem again from Talashinur, 148, poem 84. Love's Last Menace, how pristine are these Persian poems, how pristine are these drops raining down from springtime clouds, how enchanting the blossoms floating down from lofty boughs, of what use to me are the goblet and carafe, when bubbling wine is pouring forth from my beloved's eyes. Such a marvelous garden is now blooming in my breast. A thousand crimson tulips spread across my wounded heart. Hmm. A thousand tulips. Be not a slave to the lures of greed and lust. Welling passions overwhelm the unripe with each breath. Take your cup and come to the tavern, O Darshan. Behold, wine is raining down from the springtime clouds. Uh-huh. How do you think? Is that a good poem for the morning? He says to go to the tavern, take your cup, and come to the tavern. Uh-huh. I need a cup, I guess. Uh-huh. Hmm. I'm going to take my cup of tea and drink it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We don't have a guest star. I think we're going to have uh, mm-hmm. Guru Nanak on some of the last poems. Uh-huh. We only have um, to go to read more or from other verses and some sonnets.